Discovered Planet podcast, hosted by Damo Sims and Nick Stapani. Welcome to Undiscovered Planet Podcast with me, Damo Sims, and my mate, Mr. Next Up Party. How's it going? Oh man, so good to be back, mate. Do you know what? It's great to be here. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Can we just oh, do... fantastic. Before we start, can we do a quick ad count of everybody who's here? Do we have, because I know we've had some emails about this, do we have any news on Josh? Yeah, Josh is here, and he's uh, given a big, big wave, and he's got—he's actually got a smile on his face for a change. <laughs> no. Oh, I love to see a smile on his little face. It always cheers me <laughs> up. I mean, m- one day we, we're going to have to get a photo and, and post it, but he's, he's adamant yeah. that's not happening tonight. That'd be cool, yeah. Uh, Emmett, by the way, um, uh, listening in again, thank you so much once again, Emmett, uh, for, for the wonderful work that you do for us. And also, I want to do a little personal sorry to Emmett. Um, last yeah, week... Yeah, I was go- I, I was, go- I was just going to bring that up, because I, I, I got it chuckling away through my... Do you know what? It, it really did put a smile on my face, when because you were so mortified. <laughs> That's you it. So, you- Shall we just go through what happened first? <laughs> For what happened first yes. um, I only, in fact, I'll tell you how I found out after after we've done the show. Obviously, not for any other reason than to obviously just listen to the quality, make sure everyone's happy with it. Um, we have a listen to it. You know, we we we're in different ends of the country, but we, we sit there and we have a little listen, and we message each other and that a lot of, of what we think of it. So I'm listening to the show and I'm thinking, oh, it's pretty uh-huh. good, pretty good, pretty good. And then it comes towards the end, and you say, and uh, and also uh, Emmy, and I genuinely thought Emmy. You were on about somebody different, so I just spoke over you and carried on talking. And it's it's only then that the penny dropped and my body went all cold and I thought, Oh my god, she oh, must be thinking bless you. that's what they think of me, is it? Well, she she did send me a, a WhatsApp. Oh no. And I haven't forward I have not forwarded it on to you yet because I'm I'm fearful. Is it that bad? You no, know, I do yeah. She's not happy. Well, she must She's be like, you know you know like Josh got? Yeah. No. Like that. Yeah. Well, mate. Yeah. Emma's done all the work for tonight, so I hope to God she's not going to get her own back. Oh. <laughs> and it's, uh, we'll soon find out. We will soon find out. Um, tonight, I'm really excited, mate, for the show because it's um, this is something that that um, it's kind of popped up recently in my head, and I thought that'd be great for a show. And then I, I tried to think about as anybody else that I know of, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. I know you do. I can't think of yeah. anybody ever doing a podcast about this particular subject. They must be, of course. But tonight, in the unknown world that we live in, we're going to talk about something that possibly everybody listening right now, hello everybody all around the world, um, we're going to talk about imaginary friends. Nice. Now that's great. We are talking, because everybody knows somebody, surely everybody listening knows somebody that's either had an imaginary friend or... Um, know somebody that's had one. I'll tell you a little bit later in the show. My eldest lad, he had an imaginary friend. Very strange. Mm. Um, and we kind of look on imaginary friends, don't we? It's like kind of, oh, she's talking to her imaginary friend. And, oh, each kind of like social skills are being brought up. It's a child when they get to that certain age. I think they say when a child gets to three years old, we've spoken about this before as well. 
um, the, the, for some reason, they, they gain the ability to lie. I'm not saying that yeah, imaginary yeah, friends yeah. are a lie, um, but it's mm. almost like a trigger goes off in a child's head around about three years old, and uh, they, they seem to be able to kind of like create things, and then um, imaginations, because imagination is a wonderful thing. We love imagination, don't we? Yeah, of yeah? course. And I think that's when we kind of, it's like... Someone said to me today on a different subject, when you see kids and they start learning to walk, one minute they're taking two steps and you're like, oh my God, they're walking. But then within five minutes, literally, it's like then they're sprinting around <laughs> everywhere and you can't keep up with them. I, I know. So I, know. I think it's the same with um, kids' imagination. From a child, they come into the world, we have to look after them, we have to feed them, we have to change them, we have to do all these things, um, which are lovely because that's why we have kids to look after them. Um and then they get to a certain age when they start having this imagination, this creativity, and I think it's like they go off on a motorbike and their head's like, wow, I can create stuff. So a lot mm. of parents, I think, look at kids with, with imaginary friends and think, oh, it's nice, Alex. he's got an imaginary friend, that's pretty cool. But there's, there's a darker side to imaginary friends, don't you think? I think I think there can be, yeah, absolutely. But do you know what, Damo? I Since we, we, we spoke about doing this subject... Mm. I've thought about it long and hard, and I don't ever recall having an imaginary friend when I was a child, or a teenager, or into my adulthood. Okay. Because imaginary friends can come in all shapes and sizes and ages, Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, famously, if people think about this, and it was the first thing that sprung to my mind, was um, the, the, the film, the, the amazing film by the wonderful, glorious um, Rip Mail when he did Drop Dead Fred. Drop Dead Fred. Classic film. Snowface! Yeah. Got some cobwebs. <laughs> Got some dog poo right here. <laughs> yeah. Dog poo, dog yeah. poo, lovely, lovely dog poo. All over the carpet. All over the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The mega bitch squashed my head. Yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. I love that in the fridge. In the fridge, what a, what a performance he did. Yeah, what an absolute performance. Um, why did the imaginary friend bring a ladder to the to, to the party? Don't know. I, I haven't got a clue, mate. <laughs> because he heard that drinks were on the house. Oh, yes. oh no! Mate, I had to. I had to get that because I knew at some point, at some point, you're going to go off on a tangent. This is going to be a joke, and I just, I, I think everybody listening smelt that coming up, mate. Did oh, mate, it weren't good. Yeah, but it I do love good. you for your jokes. Keep them coming, mate. You know all of your jokes, don't you? Thank you. you that means a lot. You'd like a joke. I don't want any more. It was that's that's enough. <laughs> that's enough for now. That's enough for now. So okay. I think what we should do, mate, is I think we should um, we should get on and have a, a little um, look at some of these these stories because when you start digging out there, yeah. there's plenty of these stories out there where um, what starts out to seem like a childish bit of you know kind of um, I can say imagination can turn very dark very quickly. So it it can do and. I I don't know if you will agree with me here, but, you know, not every child has a, um, a, a big, big structure around them. You know, it, it, they could be coming from a broken family and, yeah. and bits and bobs. All, all these sort of things take place, and this child is experiencing 
all different kind of things. And I'm saying, could that be a possibility of the trigger to create some sort of release, escape? If you're looking at it from a scientific point of view, um, and you're looking at it for try and find some kind of rational explanation, I think most intellects would go down that route. I think people who've got more of an open mind, because let's be honest, people who, who are really intelligent and they, they've kind of they've been well-educated are well-educated on knowledge that's provided to them, aren't they? So it's not like... Okay. Yeah, go Right. On. No, I understand that. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. But when... I'm sure this... You know, the majority of uh, of people listening to this right now, when we say imaginary friend, they would automatically, you know, link a child to an imaginary friend or having an imaginary friend. Yeah, children. Okay, what would I... Yeah. But what if I said to you, there was a... There's an elderly man now. He met his imaginary friend at high school and then went on to marry his imaginary friend. I'm not, this is no joke. This, this is no joke. I was getting at me little... So this is a true story then? This is a true story. Basically, a man called Charles from Beaver Creek in West Constant. Constant? Constant, is it? Or Constant? West Constant, Constant isn't it? Yeah. it? That's the one, yeah, in the United States. Has married his imaginary friend, and he says that he met her at high school. And I've actually got a bit of an audio clip okay. of this gentleman. Right. Um, so if you don't mind, could we listen to it? And then yeah, I'm really, really interested to hear your opinions on this. Okay, yeah. Roll All VT. Right. Here it is. My name's Charles Palabino. I'm 36 years old. I'm from Beaver Creek, Wisconsin. And my wife, Juniper, and I have been married now for 12 years. Juniper is Charles's imaginary friend. She doesn't actually exist. A lot of people don't see Juniper the way I do. Love you. We actually met in high school. Um, it was love at first sight. I was in the library checking out Catcher in the Rye for an English class when this hand mysteriously comes out of nowhere and grabs the book. And I was like, hey, that's the only copy left. And she goes, hey, how about this? I'll read the book to you if you take me out to dinner. And I just, I couldn't resist. So we went out that night and the rest is history. Um, yeah. Growing up in Beaver Creek was very tough. Um, there was a lot of bullying and a lot of people didn't want to be my friends. I felt kind of like a lone wolf. But, but then I met Juniper and she made me feel complete and, and whole and, and made me see life as this beautiful thing. And I've been happy ever since then. I do the cooking around here. She does the cleaning. We like to share chores. Oh. <laughs> I know people don't see what Juniper and I have as a real marriage, 
but it is. It's only a matter of time before people begin to acknowledge unique relationships like ours as legitimate. There we go, Damo. I mean, what do you make of that? Do you think you could spare us the bullshit for one minute? <laughs> Stop it! Listen. Stop it! Listen. There's a guy that's got feelings, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, right. <laughs> Ch- so, Char- Charles and Juniper. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think... <sighs> mate, we, we have to call things how we see them, yeah? Mm. Um. Oh, the first thing I'd say this, he, he reckons that he does all the cooking, she does all the cleaning. So there's one thing that's for sure, they're both well-fed, yeah. and there's another thing for sure, he must live in a shithole, because there's no way that Juniper is actually cleaning, let's be honest, right? She's an imaginary friend. No, now, cool, yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. I think on a serious point, he mentions in the VT there that um, it's a bit of, it's a bit of a clicky area. Got bullied. He's lonely. Um, he's looking. Yeah. He's looking for a companion. Uh, he can't find one, so he creates a, com- a companion, somebody that. And again, on a serious note, that I have no problem with that. You know, if somebody yeah. wants to do that, whatever makes right. I've always said this. Whatever somebody wants to do, and you hear about people marrying cars and all sorts of things, as long as it makes them happy and you're not hurting anybody, I don't mind. Although I will say this, I do know there was a man you know who. Uh, Got engaged to a um, a large lorry, um, bit of a sad wow. end, bit of a sad ending to it because he actually uh, made love to it and uh, HGV positive now. So now, um, oh my goodness <laughs> me! No, oh, I've missed it. You know, I'm I'm so off the market. You've got to go you've got... Oh no! <laughs> I just got the end of it. That was <laughs> again one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that sounded like the own. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Um, on a serious note, with with Charles, I do think, and he sounds like an ass guy. You know, you can tell a lot from someone's voice. He sounds like an ass guy. Mm. I've not seen the video itself, so I don't know what he looks like. I think he's he's lonely. Um, I think he probably struggles with a lot of things. He's created something to give himself a companion. It shows again, though, it's a similar thing where he's used his imagination to create something to fill a void that is there in his life, hasn't he? Yeah. Do you think these sort of people are fantasists in a way? I think this again. I think it falls into two different people. And you've got um, some people who are creating these uh, characters who know that they're creating them. They know they're doing that, and it's part of what yeah. part of what they're doing. I think there's other people who um, actually believe. Who believe that, that you know, they believe? That, yeah, for the yeah. fact that he shouts "tra" and says that no one else can hear it. He, either he oh. knows that no one else can hear it, or he just thinks, "Oh no, she's she's real." But no, our special thing is no one else can hear. It. Um, you you could go down the roots, I suppose, of, and we can get really deep on all all these. Really, you could go on forever. But I'm I'm pretty sure some people listening again think schizophrenia. Um, you've got uh, well, I was I was going to mention like yeah. mental health. I mean, a lot of I, I mean, I'm doing the research on this. I've, yeah, especially on. Um, like sites like Netmums, you know, yeah. where mums and, and parents talk yeah. online about different issues and, and things they're facing as, as being a parent. Yeah. And one thing that I found cropped up was a lot of people, especially mothers, were concerned, should I be concerned that my little one has developed an imaginary friend? 
Um, would this be in relation to any sort of mental illness later on in life? Um, and I did say, I'm going to try and find it right now, but <clears throat> there was a, a psychologist that said it's absolutely healthy yeah, it for you. your child at around three or four yeah. to say that they've created a or they've found a, an imaginary friend. Which, obviously, you know, maybe if you're a first-time parent, it's it can be quite daunting. You know, it's the unknown, isn't it? It is, but again, I think it's, as, as, as much as it's the same as, um, you know, what's the difference, right, between having an imaginary friend and sitting down with dolls and having a tea party? You're talking to the dolls, would you like some? It's just a physical thing that the doll physical, is, or the teddy yeah. bear. So, yeah. The fact that they've Something made physical. it. Yeah. I think, I think where, the, the ones that I'm really interested in is um, the ones that don't fit the narrative of, I suppose if you had to draw uh, in your head, like, uh, you know, putting drop dead Fred to one side for a minute, but like almost like kind of a, a colourful kind of cheerful character that's there. You know, I think that's what most... People, if they think about imaginary friends, that's what they, they pitch out there. But from, from some of the research that I've done, I don't know if you found this, but some of these some of these um, characters that appear in, in children's lives um, don't fit that mould at all and are actually quite terrifying. Um, and I'd like to go into a couple of them if we can. Well, I've just read this. I'm 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 yep. I'm googling as we speak, Damo. Google away, and man. Google away. Are you ready for this? Yeah. My uh, my oldest, when she was four, she had an imaginary friend named Jack, who lived under our back porch, and he liked to shove sticks down people's throats. And the parent is now saying, "I've I've I've discouraged playtime with Jack." Yeah. Now that. Love to shove sticks down people's throats. First of all, you've got to ask, what has the kid seen or experienced for that imagination to be so vivid to say, you know what, Jack likes to shove sticks down people's throats? That generally is the thing of nightmares. That there is, I'm, I'm thinking here, like country movie. That's the kind of horrible thing you expect mm. to see in a, in a horror movie. Um, the, the, yeah, but these are the ones that I'm interested in. I mean, of all, a child, like I say, what's, I suppose the question is, either the child comes from uh, an environment where they've seen horrendous things happen, but I would have thought that, you know, the, the authorities would have intervened by then to do something. Um, or if this story's been told by somebody who's now an adult and they can't say, well, I know what it was because I witnessed this. Um, it's a very strange, it's a very strange trait for for an imagined friend to have. Mm. Is my name's Jack. No, I live underneath the the, the patio where is at the back, and uh, oh, I like to shove sticks. The, I, I suppose what we'd have to do there, perhaps, is um, oh, is, research, is research and find out what was the other a, a kind of was the a torture that people used to have years ago, where you were forced to stick down your throat. Um, what a horrible thing, though. I might take that. Horrible. I mean, I mean, yeah. We'd have to go into that. Josh, can you put that on the on and um, get into that? I want to come on. Or you can get up. a He's stick down up. your throat. Or you? Yes, you will. <laughs> not by me. Not by. No. It's not me, mate. It's not me. It's Damo. Um, I've just got another one here, Damo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this parent says kids are weird. 
Yeah. But we all know that. Yeah, yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Because we used to be kids. We did, we and we're still weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, she says, my son had this imaginary friend, Ganga. Uh, she lived in the nearby pond and had duck feet, hair all over her face, and ate through a slit in her neck. And we were expecting her any minute <laughs> for dinner. Now, okay, the son was, was, was totally chill with this horrific monster, yet he had a recurring nightmare that puppies were coming into his bedroom. So... A, ni- a nightmare about puppies coming yeah. into your bedroom. That's not a nightmare, is it? That's, but isn't that interesting? The, the flip side, the, the, the terrifying thing, he's fine with that. Mm. He's fine with Gangi. Ganga sound. Who Ganga with the throat, the, the mouth at his throat, <laughs> the slit, and all that lot, and then and then he's 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 sweating at night because his puppies and yeah. his dreams. That's that's weird, man. That is that is weird. Yeah, that is weird. That's worse than Charles oh. and and Juniper. I'll be honest with you. Unbelievable. Um, I'm just there's another. Oh my goodness, mate! Wow. Do you know what? It's this is a subject that. When you look into it, your your eyes are, are flipping open, yeah. Damon. It's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. Well, I've... this is interesting. This, just 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 before we move on, yeah. look, my sister, not my sister, I've got a sister. Okay, okay. Um, this is from a, another person who's posted on um, a site, and she says, "My sister and I had the same exact imaginary friend." I mean, how about that? Uh, when she was six and I was five, her name was Narnia. Sorry, Nani, <laughs> not Narnia. She's living in a wardrobe. In a wardrobe, yeah. Her name was Nani. Um, it would freak out our older brother and parents that we both would talk to her and knew exactly where she would be. They would wonder how we both would interact with her at the same time and that our descriptions of her matched. We would even talk about how she would get angry or jealous and our parents thought for sure that it was the spirit of a child that had passed. Now, that's a very important point to make because some cases could well be the passing of a spirit. Yeah, because... The passing of a spirit of a person. Yeah, something we haven't touched on yet you know and i did want to get into probably right now is the perfect time as something else which kids are known to have is not just imaginary friends but also as people claim they have the ability to see spirits yes yeah do you know what i i think that is because as a child you know they're they're pure mm. they're, they're born into this world pure they've got well, mo- most are, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. some say that some people are actually born evil. That's another yeah. topic that we that we can go further into yeah. another time. Yeah. But let, let's say that the majority of newborns, that they're born absolutely pure and they're angelic and, and whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's just that, you know, they're so absorbent of, of things around them that they take in without even knowing this. All that information, all that. Yeah, 
I mean, we're talking. You know I mean? We're talking. This is the nature versus <clears throat> nurture kind of thing, isn't it? That if you're in an Absolutely. environment, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think. I think the other thing is um, what you're saying there is that a child has has never been. They've not been taught not to believe something, so they will just say what they see, won't they? You know. Yeah. You know. I mean, obviously, it's a completely different subject, but it's like they say that no one's ever born racist. You know. You taught that, so one child won't see another child of a different colour and be like, "This is strange. I don't like this." They're taught that yeah. as they get older, and so kids are very pure, very innocent, um, and they will just say what they see. So they, they will point out, you know. Again, my my eldest lad, uh, Dylan. He, um, I'll, I'll mention now. I'll mention another couple of things about Dylan. Um, yeah. Is he, is, so this is your your oldest son, yeah. And this is my eldest lad, yeah. And. When he was little, he had an imaginary friend, yeah? Yeah, well, I'll tell you two stories, actually, because they they both kind of link up. Um, Delling used to play with who he claimed. He never said the girl's name. We used to hear him laughing in his bedroom, and he was only young at the time, very young. And he used to say he was playing with Charlotte. Now, Charlotte was um, his, well, still is, his cousin, Uh, Right. They were the same age. And uh, he'd say, you know, she wasn't there, but he'd say, oh, I've been playing with Charlotte. And I'd say, Charlotte, Charlotte hasn't been here. And he'd say, no, Charlotte, it's Charlotte, but she's got with the black eyes. And he used to say that she got black, she hadn't got any white in her eyes. It was just all black, her eyes were. Then you think about black-eyed children, things like that. Yeah. But, but he never seemed scared of, of this, this girl. I, I, I know he was little, but I, what sort of age? How old? He, he would have been three, around, four. yeah, he, yeah, he would have been around about the three, four years age, and th- this many a night you'd hear him laughing. Um, he used to say he was playing on his computer. Whether um, he, he just he, he never seemed scared of this girl. I mean, we was called a Charlotte, um, and he did. Yeah. He, I think he called a Charlotte because that's how he saw saw her. She looked like his cousin, so he just presumed it was the same name. But you always say, but she's got black eyes. She was never here. Obviously, she did visit, but she wasn't here at night when yeah. these things were happening. Um, but he did have a. What about friend. when? What about when the real Charlotte was, was around? I mean, did did she come and play? No, he never. It was. He, he, it's only happened when he was on his own. Right. He, he, he would never, and I suppose, again, I've not looked into this, but that's a good point, you know. I can't think of anybody who's had, had a story that all springs to mind where someone said, yeah, so we were there, and then they just pointed over into the corner and said, oh, Charlotte's here. He, the, the, imagine your friends don't work like I don't think. I think most of them, are, I wouldn't say all of them, but most of them are pr- the, the private moments where it's just the child and the imaginary friend. Um, but on the, yeah. on, the, on the flip side of that, and also to kind of... Uh, link them together, which was what I was on about being the, the ability to see spirits as a child and, and imaginary friends, is that I always remember this, and it's, I'm talking about this now, and it's making me go cold thinking about it. Um, I was I was lying in bed uh, one night. This is obviously with, with my ex who got the kids with. I was lying yeah. in bed one night, and I was just about nod off. Now, Dylan, my eldest lad, my first kid, my only, you know, the only child I got, um, precious beyond anything and i just put him into his bedroom now he was literally across the landing from where we slept in the in the main bedroom and he was inside his room now just to set the scene so you understand i'm i'm really bad for like an ocd for protection of, of anything whether it's animals kids and i'll do anything i throw myself in front of a car if i thought it'd stop an animal or a person being hurt. So I, I just i'm really thinking yeah. about protecting things and 
I, I've got an OCD for making sure everything's like double safe. So, you know, in the house, we had all these little edge protectors on everything. You know, there was finger traps in all the doors so you couldn't shut the door on, on your kids, like these foam things. You couldn't yeah. you couldn't shut on the, the kids' fingers. Um, everything was moved out of the way. All the, the plugs had those little sockets you push in so that you see you can't, they can't get the yeah. fingers in the holes. And in his yeah. bedroom, we had uh, at the top of the stairs, we had uh, a stair gate at the top of the stairs. We had a stair gate at the bottom of the stairs as well. Um, but the one at the top of the stairs was there in case he was on the landing. But also... To make it doubly safe, I had a stair gate that went inside the kind of um, the threshold of the door. So his door opened up inwards to his bedroom. The stair gate sat right. behind the door in the door frame, so it, you couldn't shut the door. In other words, got you, yeah, yeah. So that acted, yeah, that acted as the door, and obviously you've got yeah. a child kind of click on it, so that as they all do, so that he couldn't get out. And at the time, he he was like, I remember he was of an age where he could climb out of. Um, I think it was a cot or a bed. It was like a cot bed thing he was in, but he could climb over the edge if he wanted to, and. Um, Say, got in bed one night, we're all going to sleep, and I'm just nodding off. Now, I'm pretty, I'm pretty quick at going to sleep. I can go, I've mentioned this before, I can go to sleep anywhere have, yeah. so easily. And um, I, I was just about to go out, and all of a sudden, it was, it, I've never heard a child scream like this before. He screamed, and in my head, you know, sometimes when you have these, you hear a, a noise, and any child or an animal, I can say, if it screams, you, this, you have this image that comes to of why would you be screaming like that? Yeah, and all horror oh, flood terrible. for your head. So in my head, don't ask me why, I thought somehow he was screaming, this this panicked scream. I thought he'd, he'd fell out of the bed somehow and kind of got, I don't know why I thought this, he got his head stuck somewhere and he was almost like kind of like choking, like kind of screaming. So I'd, the covers come off the bed, I burst through our door, shot across the landing. It's only a short distance. And I can remember mm. as I went to, the, to his door, to turn towards his door, I'm getting cold thinking about this now, as I went to go to his door, the door that couldn't close on his bedroom was pushed as 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 close as as closed as it could be, so it was pushed. So it was pushed up against the the which which you can't do. You couldn't do is in like you'd have to because wow. it, it was on like the carpet and that. Like it, it was, it would have took a bit of like a of, of a blow. What to sort poly- of time was that? What sort of time? This was like early hours of the morning, and because right. um, we were going to sleep. <clears throat> sorry, and um, I can remember wow. I pushed the door open. Part of me thinking, why the hell is the door partially shut? But I pushed the door open so I could see where he was, and he was he was coming out of the bed towards me. So he climbed over, obviously at the time, towards me with his arms reached yeah. out, and and I picked him up over the stair oh. gate, and he was looking over. I was saying, "What's wrong? What's wrong?" In his ear, and he was looking over my shoulder into the bedroom, which is pitch black, and he said, "The man hit me." No, he, he did. He said the man hit me, and I said sorry. He said does, the man in does his your, does he remember that? Yeah, does he remember I, I don't that? If he remembers that. He, he has had loads of weird experiences. Though. He's, he's, he's seen shadow shadow. Oh. Man. He, used to, he used to have a shadow man. He used to appear, appear virtually every night with a hat on. He used to come and see him, and he, he scared the crap out of him. He even saw a, a shadow family where there was a mom, a dad, uh, wide awake. He'd watch him. He'd watch him by his door. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, they make these loads of weird shit that's happening in my house. Um, we, need, we need to get him on. Yeah, get him on the show. No, definitely. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get him on and talk about some of the stuff. I've had foot, yeah. footsteps. We've had that. I've had banging, banging coming up the stairs, like someone was stamping coming up the stairs. And when I opened the door at the top, there was nobody in the house. And I was 
um, bad, the bad dream like. Um, um, so anyway, he, 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 was, he was freaking out and he was looking at the bedroom and as had, there was somebody in that bedroom with him. And all that went through my head at the time was, he didn't shut that door. I know he couldn't have shut that door. And on top of that, um, he he genuinely had been, he had no marks on him, but he, he oh. believed he had been hit by somebody in that bedroom. It was that real, oh, that wow. night, believe it or not, because again, protection. I'm, I'm, I'm not particularly over the sort of brave with the paranormal. You know, I think most people, I think, no matter how brave you think you are, if you're shoved into an area and I say, right, there's a dark, dark room, man. I've seen it before, these these big lads yeah. like, oh, I'm not scared of anything. Go in that room there, then, mate, on your own. We'll come back in an hour, and they're out in 10 minutes. Yeah. No, nothing's happening. Mate, why are you not staying in there? Because you're scared. Mm. Everyone's scared of the dark yeah. somewhere. Anyway, it was that bad. I can remember I was fuming. I, I went to took Dylan in and put him in, in the bedroom with the messes at the time. I went back across the landing, I went into the bedroom, and I threatened what was in the bedroom. And I basically said, yeah. if I, did, I went in and I said, it's just me and you in here now. I swear to you, you ever, ever lay a finger on my son again. You ever do anything. I said, I, I, I know that you're not here physically. I will find a way to hurt you. I don't care if I've wow. been priests and mediums, whatever it oh. is, whatever, I will, I will search and find a way to hurt you. Keep away from him. In fairness, he never talked about this again, as in, like, it's ever happened again, anything like that. But he, yeah. he, he swears, and I know, that he claims that they're a man. So that, there we go where we've got this kind of, where do we draw that blurred line between he's seen a ghost that he claims hit him, and then he's playing with imaginary Charlotte. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, I mean, the, I think that if something like, what you've just explained happened to to my child then yeah i would be on the fence of this must be something paranormal this must be a spirit yeah it's got to be you know yeah. what other explanation have i got because you know I, again it's a tricky one because you've got no there's no marks you know, from being hit or anything yeah. like that but god forbid there was marks yeah. and that would make it even Oh, that, I mean, for you, Damo, yeah. going into that room on your own and saying, you ever do that again and you're going to know about it. That, first of all, to do that, you must have had so much belief in you that it was something out of this world. Oh, I, I, you must my, have been so yeah. angry. Oh, in my in my head, it became a physical person. In my head, it became it became something that was threatening me, son. And I think another thing which kind of weirdly happens when when you, no matter whether it's your kids or somebody that you love, I think if you get most, I'm not being thinking about men and women or whatever. By the way, it, whoever is the the protector in the house, mm. I think yeah. if if you put that person there, like a, you know, like a lion looking after the, the cubs, they'll, they'll do anything. Like I said, lying in front of the car, they'll do anything. That's their, their role. That's your, your job is to protect whoever's in that house. But I think um, if the, me son at the time and the ex, she wasn't in the house and I was on my own, would I have gone in that room if I heard a noise in there and thought something was in there? No. Because it's different then. I've got, no, I've got nothing to protect. I just take myself away from the situation. Fight or flight, I'm gone. But I think I was yeah. that angry that... The one job I had in life was to protect my son, 
and I, and yeah. I was fa- I was failed because something that I couldn't see had attacked him in the bedroom. So I was like, no, I'm not having this. And I, and I, I just it, I remember it, I was fuming, mate. It's not the same, but do you remember on I don't know what episode it was, but I, I, I I'm, I'm I'm pretty certain I've I've mentioned this on a on a previous episode. It was my me and my daughter. I mean, again, my daughter. She must have been about three or four. Yeah. And we were cuddling up on the on the side. Well, well, let me just give you the backstory. I've got a piano, and my daughter having a little tinkle on the on on the keys, and I've got a wireless microphone just to you know mess about with really, and my daughter Leela left the the microphone on the piano stool and came and joined me on the sofa over the other side of the room, and we must have been cuddling for. 15, 20 minutes, just watching YouTube on the TV. All of a sudden, this microphone flew to the middle of the room, the centre of the living room. And that freaked my daughter out. And I just quickly, you know, I was a bit shocked myself. But I said, it's okay, probably it's just Grandad Brian. Just grand, you know, because my, my dad passed away in 2012. Um, then... We had a teddy bear that was laying down on the, on, on the floor, right below the sofa. And all of a sudden, that, it, it, no joke, it sat up. <laughs> it sat up. And again, freaked freak my daughter out. Yeah, would do. But I, you know, and you know what I'm like with, with the power. I'm, I'm fascinated with the paranormal. But in that situation, I had to. Because my, you know, come on, yeah, three, four, four-year-old, you're not going to try and call out, and if you do that in in that situation, I think that's very not not the not the done thing to do. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I'm not saying. I mean, I'm talking physical things now, so that's that's again, we, we've slightly moved off subject of let's bring it back to imaginary friends yeah you know but again it's i think it's all tied in demo it's all tied in it's got to be like i say there's a very very blurry line isn't there it's a very mm. blurry line and it, it as I, I suppose just doubling back on on dylan's story is the only difference between the two entities that he'd experienced is one of them haunted him and one of them played with him but they were both entities yeah. that no one else course, could course. see yeah yeah that's right. So very, very, very crazy. Um, got a bit of a story here um, I'd like to go through. This is uh, something that I got off uh, off Reddit, actually. Um, nice. says, when I was small, I had a friend named Emily. They've always got creepy names, haven't they? Emily. Why is Emily creepy? Why is Emily creepy? No, no, no. I'm thinking in horror movies. Oh, right, okay. In Give any name in a horror hey, movie mate, listen, would be creepy. Listen, I can't talk. My name, my name's Damon. You know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, I get... and do you know what? I I, I sent Damo a uh, a message, and um, it, no, I didn't. I put something out live. I think it was, and I actually said Damon. No, it didn't. It said Damon. Demon. A demon. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> demon. Yeah. yeah. But I told you. I told you, and I didn't even mention it on the show. Yeah, when I didn't I, even notice it when I first when I first got old enough to be able to vote. And they send you a voting slip out. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, they, they spelt my first and last name wrong, and my name was down instead of, of Damon Sims. It was down as Demon Sins. 
I wish I'd still well, got it because that'd be cool, wouldn't it? You know what oh, I mean? Oh, that would be to take a photo of that. But yeah. unless that's the universe trying to tell me something. So yeah. Anyway, um, I had a friend. Oh, named, this story. Yeah, yeah. I had a friend named Emily that lived in my closet. She wore a white dress, uh, had long black hair, and a red ribbon. She always had her hair back to me. Uh, sorry, always had her back to me. That I'd freak me out for a start, actually. Uh, <laughs> back to me, and we would play and talk. My nana mentioned. Uh, hearing me and another voice when I'd play with my Barbies and she would come in and I would be alone. To her, I would be alone. But Emily would be there with me. Um, but she uh, assumed that I was doing all the funny voices myself and Nan did. There was a time when I went down the street to another friend's house and I watched Emily push the friend off the swing, one of the friends off the swing. Oh, the friend yeah. uh, sprained her wrist and I kept saying, it wasn't me, it was Emily. The friend's uh, parents uh, were very unhappy and uh, Nana said uh, uh, that I was a liar. I told uh, that Emily that I was uh, that I was too old for imaginary friends. Sorry, she told Emily she was told to have an imaginary friend because her Nana told her so and Emily didn't like that. Uh, I would wake up on multiple occasions being pulled out of my bed by something holding my ankles and the foot of my bed facing the closet. One night, I finally saw her face. She, oh, my God. Gone what? cold. Gone cold. She oh, didn't. No. She d- Mate, I'm even looking around in the studio. She <laughs> didn't have any eyes. They were gouged out and her mouth was sewn shut. Oh, I'm just, think, shot. I'm just thinking of the black eyes in Charlotte's oh, story, you see. Um, mm. I've mm. got to go back to that house, mate. <laughs> I've got to go back to that house and sleep. Um, so uh, I still, to this day, cannot sleep with my closet door open. And I've also seen it on in a few other houses, uh, not just my nanas. I spent, uh, from the age of 12 to 18 Pimley in foster care, a uh, whole other story. In my junior years, I had finally been moved into my own bedroom. We were painting the walls and for some reason the closet door too. There was no small children in the house. Uh, we were all middle high school kind of age. And when I came home from school, I felt really sick walking into my bedroom. On the mirror, it looked like someone had blown breath onto it and wrote, I can't eat. And there, were, there was children, hand-sized handprints inside my closet uh, that were physically impossibly com- uh, compared to everybody else in the house. My foster mom also felt that something was wrong when she walked into the room. And being a devout Christian, she punished me by uh, calling for uh, calling me a Satanist and took away all my non-Christian music and any clothes that I owned that were black. So thanks, mom. Uh, no matter how much I tried to clean the mirror, the spot never went away. I could breathe on that spot and the word would still be there. So I covered part of the mirror with an old picture. And over the rest of the time, I would wake up and occasionally with scratches all over me. She assumed that I was doing it to myself, which always made me feel worse. Shortly before I graduated, her biological son um, was woken up by a girl in a white dress with long black hair and a red ribbon standing next to the bed. I've never told anybody in the house what Emily looked like, but obviously he saw her. Thankfully, I haven't seen her since uh, my early 20s, but the trauma still remains. I'm still afraid of the dark. 
I'm still afraid of closets, and I'm pretty sure she wasn't a ghost, but something far, far worse. My imaginary friend was a demon. Yeah. Wow. How crazy that story. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was going, I had tingles. I've got I a now still. On top, I've got goosebumps on goosebumps. That's how bad it is. Blimey. Now, what interests me about that is the mother saying, accusing the daughter of being satanic. But it does mention that it's a strict uh, Christian upbringing. No, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, yeah, I understand that. Absolutely. And, and I think but, that again goes to how we're programmed, don't it? If you're a Christian, you're programmed. Yeah, of course. It's not imaginary friends, it's a demon. Yeah. You're bringing right. something demonic into the house. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't you know, think... And I don't, I, I, I don't think that's... I mean, I can only comment on how I've been brought up, Damo. I mean, I went to Sunday school. Um, I don't believe, you know, I believe there is something out there, but whether it's a god, yeah, I don't know. I don't think, you know, who knows? God, you know, could be a cow, for all I know. And that's being and that's being serious, not being yeah, yeah. not being stupid. Um, but it really did touch a nerve with me when I heard you say that the mother straight away said, "You got to be satanic," you know, because it 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 brings me back to di- different movies and films where yeah. you know the the parents are so so religious that you know they're 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 doing everything by the by the book by the Bible, so to speak. The book. And, yeah. Um, and I just think, flipping egg, I mean, what a... No, it's not for me. That's not. <laughs> well, I think, I think what we're going to have is I've got, I've got a, 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 another fascinating um, tale to tell you. Now, this one is going oh, to be really, really interesting because this this is... I was, look, I was researching into um, the, the reasons that we have. You know, like, for example, I, I, asked, uh, I asked the old Tintinet... Um, when when was the first recording of anybody having an imaginary friend that was out there? And uh, according what a to good this, question. yeah, well, it says here that early observations, imaginary friends, have been documented as early as the nineteenth century. Psychologists and researchers note that children often create imaginary companions as a way to cope with loneliness, boredom, or just as a form of entertainment. Now, as I was looking through, then there's lots, mate. I mean, people who were listening. Get yourselves out there. We say this every week. Do some research on yourself. It's so, so so much fun, and you go into these rabbit holes, and you start finding new things out, and you learn constantly, learning stuff. Um, and there's loads and loads of information. But one of the things that popped up while I was researching, and I've not have heard of this before, so I, I dig, digged a little bit deeper, is um, there's a thing that was called the Philip phenomenon. Ever heard of that? Okay. No, never. The Philip. Right, the Philip. You know, like, like Prince Philip? Philip. Yeah? Right. It's called thank, the Philip phenomenon. Thank goodness it's not the Andrew. <laughs> we don't want none of that. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. No. Uh, right, the Philip phenomenon is an intriguing case. Um, and is often cited in the field of parapsychology, which is obviously the science of, of, uh, of the paranormal. So yeah. it's involved a group experimenting that uh, was, was conducted in the 1970s in Canada, known as the Philip Experiment. Uh, 
The experiment aimed to test the concept of thought forms or, and this is something we'll come across a lot over the, the, the seasons that we have, um, something called a tulpa. Have you read one of them? A tulpa? No. Now, I've heard of these before, no. but a tulpa is the idea that a collective group concentrating uh, thoughts and beliefs can actually manifest things like ghosts or entities or Bigfoot or whatever. If enough people believe and concentrate, you can physically create a thing, and they're called tulpas. So okay. th- this was a proper experiment that they did. Right. This isn't this is recorded, documented, this really, really happened. So in Canada, doing this the, the Philip experiment, they created, right, we're gonna create a character called Philip, right? Lecture says so all the students get together, okay, and they're doing these things they have to do. So the participants created a fictional character called Philip, uh, and then they used detailed backstories and characterizations so that they all kind of started to imagine what he would look like. So, in other words, we would all describe the same person. They might say Philip is a, a guy who's five foot nine, rather slim, little moustache, he's bald on top. So, we've all got the same image of Philip, right? This is how the yeah. experiment so, started. So, everybody's on the same page. Yeah, so you are imagining Philip yeah. as a small short guy with long hair and I'm imagining him as a big yeah. tall fat guy we've we've all got the same we all know what Philip looks like so we all imagine Philip we all imagine Philip we create Philip so yeah. during the experiments the group also engaged in and this is where you might go a bit ski with in regular seances attempting to communicate with the entity that they'd collectively imagined over time they claimed to experience various paranormal phenomena including the table was move there was rapping sounds and even alleged appearances where people claimed that they saw philip they actually saw mm. philip right yeah. now interestingly these experiments seem to be directly influenced by the participants thoughts and intentions for instance, when the group intentionally changed aspects of Philip's backstory, the phenomena would adjust accordingly. So they could they could then say, right, now next week, for the next few weeks, we're going to imagine that Philip, for example, has got a limp. People would then start experiencing things, and if somebody witnessed Philip, as a, they saw him as this figure, he would then have a limp. So they could... They, they could isn't that just the suggestion? But what does suggestion do? This is this is what I'm trying to say. Oh. From, from this, 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 I found this looking for imaginary friends. A group of students wow. being lectured decided they would create a character, gave it a name, Philip, gave it a look. They all had the same thing. Get, gave it a proper backstory, so he's not just appeared like Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, yeah. Philip, this is his backstory. This is where he lived. This is his family. This is Philip now. We've got to concentrate. Let's create Philip. So the experiment is often discussed as evidence of the power of you, the human mind to create or influence paranormal experiences, potentially blurring the lines between imagination and genuine supernatural phenomena. It highlights the complexity of the human psyche and its ability to shape perception and reality. I mean, obviously, it's important to note that it was conducted as a controlled study and that what it says, but the point I'm saying yeah. is... A group what, of what students. What country was this in, Damo? In Canada. It's not like in Canada. You did say Canada. Yeah, and Sorry. it's not. Yeah. It's not like as though it's in. It's in. It's in a place that you know these the well-educated people. You know, so yeah. it's that a group of students created their own imaginary character, an imaginary friend, wow. and he became real. It's hard to get me head round. Yeah, hard to get. If I don't know, I mean, imagine me and you taking part in that experiment 
I think that's the only way to truly appreciate it because it's so hard for me to. to I think. To... I think. Oh. I think. I think. Right. What we, do you think? I what think, do you think? I think we're going to do this on the dot. Right. So we've got our friends in Australia. We've got our friends yeah. in India. We've got our friends in America. Who, by the way, we've got some new friends now. I've seen drop in from Washington. So hi, guys Hello. in Washington. Hello. Hello, United States of Americans. Yeah. Oh, say, can't you see? <laughs> right. So, oh. yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for, for joining us. I think what we should do as we should now, very quickly, we should create our own character and we ask all the listeners to concentrate on the character that we create and let's see if we can bring this character over the season, let's see if we can bring this character to life. And each week we'll ask people to write in and we'll also report back anything we have. So let's, right. let, so let's, let's play a little game. Are we having a man or a woman? What should we have, Nick? Well... I'm up here for anything. I think we should go so, with woman because we, we'd I be just, thinking yeah. of Philip and we've got to get yeah. away from so that. Let, 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 let's say Phyllis then. <laughs> Why don't we go for the classic? <laughs> Why don't we go for a Karen? <laughs> oh, yeah. Should we, right, okay. we grow our own Karen? Yeah, and yeah. she's vile. Right, so let's, let's, right, so we've got Karen, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, can, we can't, because everyone's going to think of Karen's, aren't they? And that's going to be the problem. But we need, we need to be able to focus on a character. So, Philippe. Oh, look. Yeah, Philippe is good. Well, well, Phil, well that's Phyllis. 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 Oh, Phyllis. 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 Yes, Phyllis. Phyllis. So, guys, yeah. we have a woman called Phyllis. Now, Phyllis, what's she look like, Nick? She's about, she's a short lady. Oh, is she? Very short lady. About, I'd say, five foot. Go for two. Five foot. Five foot two. Yeah. Yeah, five foot two. Five foot she's two. Five foot two, and she's got grey, short hair. And right. she's one of these people that always wears a penny okay. know, around the house. She's one of those sort of types. What other clothes? Yeah, but what other clothes is she wearing then? She's got, um, like, you know, like chinos type thing. <laughs> I was thinking of a dress. <laughs> <laughs> is, she, is, she, is she got a girlfriend? <laughs> She's wearing she, chinos, mate. Do you know what though? Do you know what sort of age I'm I'm picturing? Mate, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to picture at the same time, but it's changing. Sixties, so it is. So she's sixty, uh, about sixty years old, wearing chinos. <laughs> oh, brown. Listen, do you know what you we know, should do? Do you know what we should do? Because we've got to make that it up. Right, yeah, let's make are. it. So a name, a name is what's her name again? Phyllis. Her name is Phyllis. She's sixty years old. Yeah, she's five she's foot, five foot two. two. Grey hair. Grey hair. Uh, what's her hair look hair. like? Short, grey, curly? Yeah. Yeah? Can be, yeah. Okay. Why not? Uh, and and uh, why don't we throw throw a spanner in the works? Because we've got to make her really unique. Why don't we have her that she's wearing, right? She's wearing a um, a lumberjack jacket. And yeah. uh, she's got a um, pair of dungarees on. Perfect. Right. So, guys out there, this is the person you've got to concentrate on. We'll put it in the show notes as well so people can know exactly what she has. She is now, we are growing our own fellies. Yeah? Let's see how she goes over the next few weeks. Come on. So, that's one of them. Nick, please, 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 before we get to the end of our show, because I know we're creeping up, please Mm. tell me you're going to make me a happy man again this week. Yes, I am, but in a moment, because I've got one more 
piece of audio oh, to play cool. to you. Sorry, mate. Yeah, that's right. Good for and you, you know, the audio that I played earlier was uh, about an elderly—not an elderly, but he was a—he a, wasn't a child. Okay, yes. so he was, a, he was he was an adult. He was an adult yeah. um, who married his imaginary friend. He did, yeah. Who oh. didn't do the cleaning? Well, this clip I'm about to play you is a little girl talking on camera with the parents who talk about Carlos, who the parents believe is her imaginary friend. Take a listen to this. Hey, Katie. Who is Carlos? He's my best friend and he's my brother. Okay. Carlos? Where's Carlos at right now? Um, he's right beside me. Right beside you. Okay. And you, you, you play with Carlos at school? Yeah. And does Carlos play with your friends at school? Yes. Can they see Carlos? Yes. And then Carlos goes home with his mommy and daddy at the end of school? They come with you and mama. Okay, so when we was at Buffalo Wild Wings the other day, as a family, Carlos was there? Yes, he was. He rode in the car with us. He got out the car, and then he sat down at the table with us at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yes, he did. He did. Okay, what is Carlos doing right now? He's playing around. How old is Carlos? Uh, me like me. Okay. Okay. How did you meet Carlos? I went at school Carlos. So you met Carlos at school? Yes. So Carlos came from school? Yes. To the house with you? Yes. Wait, why you look behind me? So, no. Was something behind me? No. So Carlos just decided to come home with you one day from school. Yes. And you told him it was okay? Yes. Without asking him. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, you you told him yeah, to yeah. come to our house without asking us. So don't you think you need to ask us if Carlos can stay here? It's fine. He can come with me to school. Apparently, he's already been coming with you to school. He has to come again. What does Carlos look like? He looks. Like brown, just like me. Okay. Who was his mommy and daddy? Uh, Yahweh or mommy and daddy? So where his mommy and daddy? Uh, he was young. He just told you that? Yeah. He want us to be his mom. Mommy and Daddy. What did he just say just now? He said he wanted to play with Wow, what do you think of that thing, though? I mean, that, for me, she, she's not lying. She's she's straight there. No, and I'll tell you what, when, when the dad said, why are you looking behind me? 
you didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, he did, did. But you could tell in his, his reaction, it yeah. was a bit, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Playing devil's advocate, so it's very weird. Some of the stuff, though, if people were talking like about cold reading, that I would say mm. the dad is suggesting a lot of the questions. Yeah, yeah. So he's so he's, he's, there's, there's a leading anger in there, but absolutely, and and she could be a very creative. Yeah, is there like, know, this is a, a game. Man- this a, is a, a game. Manager. Yeah, um, yeah. But but also you can tell. I know we joked then about the what's behind me, but that that put the wind up him. And he's like, kind of mm. like, whoa, 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 what's behind? I'd be the same. I'd be the same. Yeah. Um, but mate, great imagination, but some terrifying results. Wow. Well, we can talk more and more and more about this, but we've, the show is coming to an end, and we're not it even is. done. Stepani's supernatural quiz. So let's do it. Stepani's supernatural quiz this week, ladies and gentlemen, written by Josh. Read out by moi. There we go. That's enough of that. Okay. So, five questions as always, Damo. If you get the correct answer, you'll hear this sound. If you give me an incorrect answer, you'll hear this sound. And, of course, we have 15 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? As I always am. Okay. Question number one. Damo, what is the name of the famous haunted ship? that is said to be cursed and is often associated with unexplained disappearances. 15 seconds on the clock, please. (laughs) Is it A, (laughs) the Titanic, (laughs) or B, the Flying Dutchman? What's the name of the famous haunted ship that is said to be cursed and is often associated with unexplained disappearances? The Titanic or the Flying Dutchman? What is your answer, Damo? Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's not the Flying Dutchman because that was a train. Oh, yeah. So it's got to be the Titanic. <laughs> Are you saying it? <laughs> it was a train. No. No, it's, it's the Titanic. It's the Titanic, it's mate. Ship. It's the it Titanic. It's the Titanic, okay. mate. I've, I've only got what I've got here, okay? And... <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Josh is Josh. a turd. Josh is a turd. Is he really? Is he... Is he, is he um, you stupid... Absolutely make us look like a... I'm going to stick a picture of the Flying Dutchman <laughs> in the show notes to show you that that train would Let sink. me just read that out again, yeah. What is the name of the famous haunted ship that is said to be cursed and is often... <laughs> it's got to be the Titanic, isn't it? Mate, do you know what it should have been? it is. It should have been the Mary Rose, surely. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, moving on, question number two, Damo. In folklore, yeah. what do you call... A reanimated corpse that preys on the living, especially by sucking their blood. 15 seconds on the front, Damo. In folklore, what do you call a reanimated corpse that preys on the living, especially by sucking their blood? Is it A, a mummy, or B, vampire? What is your answer, Damo? Is it A, a mummy, or B, 
vampire. Well, it should be a vampire, but if Josh has written this, it's probably <laughs> you a never know, do you? It's probably a movie. I, it's a vampire. I can tell you. I can tell you. Well done, boy. Cheers. Yeah. Well done. Question number three. Uh, which famous author wrote the classic horror novel, Frankenstein, or the modern promise? Was it A, William Stroker, or B, yeah, Prometheus, yeah. Yeah, or B, Mary Shelley? 15 seconds on the clock. The which famous author wrote the classic horror novel, Frankenstein, or the modern... The modern... Prometheus. Prometheus. A, Willie Stroker, or B, Mary Shelley? <laughs> oh, I want it to be Willie Stroker, but it's not. It's Mary Shelley. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. <laughs> Oh, well done. Well can I, done. Can give you a little, little, little thing of it all about Mary Shelley. Did you know that when Mary Shelley, yeah. her husband, died, she kept his heart inside a drawer wrapped up, and when she died, they found it. Just a little thing there. You didn't know that, did you? Oh, mm. no, that's just sick. <laughs> and it's not, it's not love She wrote Frankenstein, God. mate. She wrote Frankenstein. Yeah. And Frankenstein isn't the monster, remember that? No, that's Frankenstein right. Frankenstein is the chap who created the monster. Her imaginary friend. The real okay. monster, yeah. Absolutely. Question number four. In which country can you find the ancient forest known... I have to pronounce this. Known as the Hoig Baku Forest, infamous for its eerie reputation, UFO sightings, and unexplained phenomena. Is it A, in Romania, or B... In Brazil, 15 seconds on the clock, please. So in which country can you find the ancient forest known as the Huig Bakiu Forest? Infamous for its eerie reputation, UFO sightings, and unexplained phenomena. Is it A, Romania, or B, Brazil, Demo? All, I've not heard of it. Probably because it's not being said right, but I've not heard of it. I would go with Romania. Are you sure? Yes. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Last question, question number five, Damo. In the movie, what unique talent does Drop Dead Fred have? A, Playing the piano or B, farting loudly on command. 15 seconds on the clock, please. Question five in the movie. What unique talent does Drop Dead Fred have? A, playing the piano or B, farting loudly on command? I need your answer, Damo. I hope it's farting loudly on command and I remembered it right. Get in. Well done, well done. No, do you know what? You, you, you're absolutely fantastic. I love it, man. You really are. I love you, it. Uh, even when Josh gives us mm-hmm. crap. Yeah. Crap. Listen, look, what I've got to do, I've just got to do a couple of shout-outs before yes, we go. Yes, please there, do. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, first one is from Wayne from Banbury. Hi, guys, I love the podcast. My favourite so far is the one where Damo said, Love you long time. <laughs> and Nick <laughs> says, oh, yes. <laughs> and I've just, I've realised that what that is, is episode seven. And if you've not listened to that, it, it's the Meg, the two Mexican micro aliens 
and an, an encounter with an ET in a ginger wig. Yeah. So basically, this is what you said, Damo. Love your long time. <laughs> One more time. Love your long time. Oh, good times. I'll do one more. Yeah, one more. On. Let's play the whole lot. Come okay. on. Love your long time. Oh, yes. <laughs> there we go. What's your like Love that? your long time. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Wayne. Thank you so much for your support, mate. It means a lot from, from Damo and myself. Hello to Stuart from Ashbourne in Derbyshire. Um, he's got in touch to say that with, with all events unusual, I often look at them with an open mind. Well, that's good, isn't it, Damo? Yeah. Yep. That is good. Because we are learning all the time. Keeping an open mind and being willing to learn from unusual events can lead to some of life's most valuable lessons. Good luck with the show, guys. Thank you very much, Stuart. Stuart, cheers, mate. Very nice. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And finally, just before we say goodbye, don't forget, Phyllis is five foot two inches. She's got grey, short, curly hair. She's got a lumber jack jacket on, and she's wearing dungarees. You know, <laughs> and we are going to manifest it and, and create it, and let's see, let's see where she pops up first around the world, eh? Yeah. Do you know now we've described it? I don't want to meet her because I'd shit myself. I really would. <laughs> woke up and that was in my bedroom if I shit myself. <laughs> eee, bring them on. Bring yeah. them on. Yeah. Great, um, great show. Great show, no, mate. No, wonderful, wonderful. As always, Damien, it's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. And to listen to, to your, the way you, you spoke about your your eldest son's um, experience as a child, and he still yeah. remembers that. I mean, yeah. if you can, let's, Let's get him on the we'll show. Get him on, yeah, yeah, definitely. Get him on, you know, record him or, or do whatever you can. Because yeah. if if he wants to, of course, yeah. we'll, you know, we'll get him on. And, you know, we'll we... get him on. He'll he'll love to do that anyway. Because yeah. he, he's he didn't used to like talking about some of the stuff that happened because I think for fear of ridicule. Um, but now yeah. we can just talk about it, uh, especially the shadow. We need to do an episode. I think we'll get him on. We'll do an episode on the shadow people because they are all over the place, and that'll be a great episode. That one for the shadow man. Let's do it. Let's organise it. Well, Nick, it's uh, that time of the night again. Um, so wherever you are around the world, thank you so, so much for listening to us and being with us. Uh, go out there, spread the love, tell people about us. Let's keep building on the, the we, every week. We get more and more people that join us and we get different areas of the world. And, and like I say, welcome everybody from uh, from Washington who's dropped in now. Um, let's see where else we can spread ourselves between now and next week. So until then, Nick, I just want to say from me, thank you so much, guys, and I'll see you next week. Take it easy. Undiscovered Planet Podcast, hosted by Davo Sims and Nick Stapani. Brought to you by Screaming Head Productions and SPN Media UK. Today's researcher, Emma Bodley, has meticulously delved into the depths of knowledge to bring you this captivating episode. Sponsored by Studio 2 in Northamptonshire and Paralysis Escape Rooms in Stoke-on-Trent.